Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Cooter Villa channel. I'm Scott Cooper, and I'm here with Noah Fisher and Owen Thompson, our special guest from um, from uh, Villa on tour. And he's brought his dad along, Nick, Nick Thompson as well. Well done. Thanks for coming on, guys. Uh, they were at Craver Cottage yesterday, and we will be talking about this great win, um, a great performance, Ollie Watkins on fire. We'll be getting into all of that and much more after this. Okay, so yeah, we were at Craven Cottage, um, and after three defeats in the last month, we needed um, to get the three points. And um, Owen, I'll, I'll start with you, buddy. Uh, you were there. You were there as well, Nick. Um, uh, and I could, the first thing I picked up when I was watching on the TV over here in Australia was just the um, the away support. I think was the big thing. It was just so loud. It felt like you guys were absolutely dominating like on and off the pitch um what was it like uh, what was the away end like and um and you know how did you enjoy the the day overall we uh we didn't really shut up for 90 minutes to be fair i thought we were absolutely brilliant yesterday yeah. it was one of the one of the best away ends i think i've been in for a very long time probably going back to like Tottenham maybe the season or something we were just brilliant the whole game uh and then that seemed to translate onto the pitch as well i thought we were we were really good for 90 minutes and even at the end, I know the scoreline was only two, but we could, it didn't feel like we were holding on or clinging on at the end. We we just dug in and stood firm. And yeah, definitely a, a brilliant result on the road. Yeah, Nick, I mean, the last time Villa played at Cravey Cottage was uh, Stephen Gerrard's last game. And since then, it's been a, an unbelievable change. And um, just to see the the performance that we put out uh, yesterday at uh, against Fulham, um, what this Unai Emery has done with this team is just incredible. And um, yeah, it's just such a good comeback after um, a few dodgy results. Yeah. It's another masterclass from Unai, wasn't it? Um, mm. You know, just when the doubts start to creep in and you're a little bit worried, I think we were all a little bit worried on the way down yesterday. Yeah. We took the train down great away day, a few drinks on the way, a little chat. And um, we we're looking back at the history and aside from uh, the lockdown victory, um, we hadn't won at Fulham since 2010. I think it was under O'Neill's last Martin O'Neill's last season. Um, so the expectation of us going there and doing something was a little bit edgy, you know, especially with mm. the recent form. But he pulled a master stroke again. The, the guys were on it from from the moment we kicked off. You know, we had a disallowed goal. We just dominated that game. I felt got a bit nervy towards the end, obviously, but yeah. I think you know we dominated on on and off the pitch yesterday. It was uh, it was a superb day. Yeah, yeah, I got uh, a lot of abuse, uh, Noah, for last week for predicting that Fulham would win this match. But, uh, um, you know, I'm glad I did because I uh, I threw the double bluff in and it ended up coming coming good. We got the win. So, um, you know, thanks for everyone uh, telling me what a disgrace I was for predicting Fulham were going to win this match. But, um, look, I just wanted us to win the match. We did, but it wasn't just that. It's the performance, I think, that is the big takeaway because you got the likes of uh, Pal Torres back in the team. What a huge difference he's made in just one match. It looks like we're back to sort of December Villa, you know, um, when we were beating City and Arsenal and, you know, controlling games. And um, he's just a, such an important piece to uh, Emery's puzzle, isn't he? I mean, with Kamara being out for the rest of the season, I'd probably go and say Pau Torres is probably our most, I guess, important player 
Um, before I got injured, our last three results were the City and Arsenal won and then Brentford. And then it yeah. kind of defensively, we didn't look quite as, as strong after that. And I guess it just makes everyone around him look more calm, like Matty Cash, Longley, Moreno, they all looked a lot calmer with him being back there. Yeah, uh, Longley especially, I thought, had a really good game um, as well. Even apart from the goal that was him and Emmy had a bit of communication issues there, and that was a bit of a, a soft goal to concede. But um, Owen, especially with the um, the injuries to Diego Carlos um, and Kamara, like uh, Noah mentioned, um, you know, we've we've got quite a few centre-backs out, and just the timing of Torres's um, return to the team. It was just such a huge shot in the arm for the team. And um, I think Jacob uh, Ramsey as well um, had his best game for a while. Um, and having his sort of energy in there as well, I think really helped and gave us something a little bit different. Yeah, I think across the board, everyone had a much better game than we'd seen in previous weeks. And I think a lot of that comes from Torres coming in and and just calming everything down. Every time he got the ball, it felt like everything just slowed down and was just comfortable and calm and he'd still I think the second goal started from him I think he was mm. rolling the ball around and he fisted into McGinn and went on and on and on um but yeah like you said the back four were were much stronger yesterday um Cash and Longley had better games than we know they're capable of having um the midfield were very bright and people were saying it's just we look so good when we break through the lines and stuff we we look really really strong and we can cause a lot of damage to teams um Going forward as well, I mean, Watkins was clinical. He had one disallowed in the first half as well. I think he was miles off, but again, stuck it in the net, and that's exactly what he needed for his confidence. And yeah, that's two more goals to him and a big result, like you said. Yeah, well, Nick, let's talk about those goals, and especially let's start with his first one. Um, again, uh, it was uh, JJ winning the ball from from the throw in, um, full on throw in. They, they, it was a uh, mistake. Um, JJ nips in, gets in there, has two bites of the cherry, and and the second one gets the ball to Ollie. But Ollie's composure in that moment to roll his man and just side foot it in the corner. Um, that's that's a side of Ollie Watkins that's really grown. He's just composure in front of goal, and we saw we saw that yesterday with both goals. He just he um, he took them so well, and he he never looked phased uh, at all. Just put it straight in the corner. Yeah, it's that ability, for, I think, with Watkins to just shift the ball and set himself so quickly mm. that it just doesn't give the, the, the attackers any time to react, at, uh, sorry, defenders any time to react at all. He was up against the brute of a centre-half yesterday. Um, I can't remember the fella's name. Was it D- D- Oh, And he was tight to Watkins all game and he was he was kicking him and he was knocking him down many, many times. But he always had that little edge on him and that, that turn of pace or that little shimmy. And he's got him. And that's what happened with that first goal. We we, we pressed them from the throw-in. Mm. Uh, we won the ball back in that dangerous position. And, and the composure to, to slot it away was superb. And, uh, yeah, the, the scenes in the away end were, were were pretty impressive at that point. I bet they were. And, I, and they would have been uh, absolutely crazy if this next moment had gone in, uh, Noah. And that was Leon Bailey, who just after the uh, we went 1-0 up, had a moment where he's he's... He's shown the techers. He's he's knocked it through the defender's leg, and then he's hit this left foot shot outside the box, uh, dipping, swerving, and unluckily it just comes off the bar and doesn't go in. But that would have been one of the goals of the season if that had flown in the top corner. Uh, absolutely, and 
He just seems to be getting better and better as, as time goes on. Leon Bailey's full of confidence at the moment. And and that shows with the, the shot he had a, had a crack at. I mean, I think last season or the season before, he might not have done what he did. Um, it just proves, you know, he's he's on cloud nine. He's just re-signed with us, which is massive. And and he was probably our best player for the first, uh, like for the first half an hour, I'd have to say. He was unbelievable, unplayable. I would agree with that. I think he's got a sort of a bit of an arrogance, a bit of a strut with him that he's not scared to, you know, try these things now. And uh, he he realizes that he's a he's a important player. He's going to start every week in the big games. He's going to he signed the new contract, so it's really good to see him really at the top of his game and showing us like you know what we've all wanted from him from a couple of years now through injury and inconsistency. We haven't really seen it, but. Uh, this season we've been seeing it and it's been fa- fabulous. And uh, if that goal had gone in, I would have been uh, running around my living room uh, in the middle of the night because that was that was some strike. But we we kept going. We kept creating chances, Owen. And um, there was the um, offside goal for Moreno, um, which was it offside. Um, uh, uh, this is all the talk on the, on Twitter and uh, on social media and even the pundits. So I think we had Effin and Koku as a uh, commentator here, co-commentator. And, and he said himself, I don't think that line's in the right spot. Like when it came up on the, on the screen and um, yeah, it just seems like the uh, VAR again could have uh, caused a real potential issue if we had not gone on to win this game. Yeah, I think um well at half time my phone was going a bit nuts people were going and we're not too sure if that's offside i mean it's hard we had no idea what to see because it's down the other end from where we were but when you start to see the pictures you think hmm ba- i think it's, I think it's bailey bailey's foot off. yeah you can see he's off yeah and then i think it's the rear end of moreno is is in the way but i think he's it's very very tight yeah i, I think if it's the other way around and the goal is given originally because i think it was flagged off originally wasn't it yeah. Or was it given? Yeah. If if yeah. if that was given originally, there's a good chance they might have just let it stand. It it, it it's a it's a very tight one for sure. But um, luckily, it didn't matter in the end. But again, it had come from a corner and some real good play in the build up to it. And he was on his own. He was a free header at the back stick. So, Murphy had done his homework, but the VAR officials did not. No, and um, it's good to see him um popping up and you know scoring some goals, even though this one didn't count. Nick, he um. I think he he's we've got a real tussle for uh places in that left back spot. We got Digne came on late in the game. He's back from injury now. And it's interesting to think like, you know, if everyone's fit and firing, who who do you think is our best left back and who do you think will keep that spot going into the sort of the run-ins to the rest of the season? I think I think it's the beauty of the um the squad we've got because you haven't quite got that that individual player who covers everything. I think both of them, Dina and Moreno, provide different abilities. So sometimes, you know, bombing forward, you know, Emery likes to get them forward. He likes to get them, you know, whipping the crosses in. But they vary sometimes in terms of their ability. You know, Moreno's popping up with the goals. Mm. You know, he's just appearing from, I know we saw against Sheffield United, et cetera, uh, and in Europe. And, um, but yesterday, I think he wasn't quite getting the crosses in as much as well as he could have. Dina comes on, he offers you that little bit more quality in the, in the delivery. Mm. Yeah, uh, it looks like Nick's... so. I think it's just. I think we've got our our number one left back. Oh, sorry, am I still here? Yeah, still you, you just yeah. froze for a second, but yeah. um, we sorry, heard mate. what you were saying. Yeah, like Digne does like to keep a bit wider, get the crosses in, whereas Moreno will get in the box and try and attack that far post. Um, 
Noah, um, so going into halftime, I think we were all, you know, happy with what we were seeing. We were, the only concern was that maybe we could have been two or three nil up. Um, and then going into the second half, we get that second goal. Ollie Watkins again. Um, Yuri Tillemans with a brilliant ball. Absolutely brilliant. If you just, like, Ollie doesn't have to break his stride. He hits a first time. It's, um, yeah, not an easy ball to play at all. I thought Tillemans' game was a bit up and down. I thought for, like, for periods, he seemed to, like, I didn't really notice him out there. But then he does something like that. Bang, 2-0, and it's game over. Yeah, it was such a, a well-worked team goal because, as I mentioned at the start, it did start with Pau Torres in the back line. And, yeah. and he's just so calm. He just waits for that that perfect pass to to McGinn. And then it just just bang, bang, bang from there. McGinn to Tillemans and, and Watkins just, what a run, perfectly timed. And, and he, he was never going to miss that, was he? Um, especially in the form he's in. It's um, Yeah, it's just so special to have a striker like him that when he's running one-on-one, I just I back him into score. Like previously with Watkins, yeah. I, I'm not going to lie, probably I'd say he's going to miss those chances, but especially this season, he's been absolutely burying them and it's what we've needed uh, for quite a long time, a clinical finisher. That's right. And then, you know, probably most of us Owen, felt like we could go on and maybe get three or four here and uh, make it, you know, a real drubbing. But uh, unfortunately, Fulham got one back. Um, we are uh, clean sheet that we rarely get to keep. You know that that's that curse strikes again, and um, we gave off a soft goal. Uh, you know, Maddie Cash, I think, you know, probably can do a bit more to stop the cross coming in. Um, and then Longley and Emmy sort of, I, I don't know whose fault do you think that is? I think it's it's a bit of both, but I would probably say it's Emmy's because if he's going to come, he, he's got to come and just clear everyone out. That's my thought. But what do you think on that that goal we conceded? Well- I thought we were fairly comfortable, so I actually don't even recall seeing the goal. I think we were just chatting away about something. And <laughs> I've looked up and it's gone in. Um, obviously, having watched it back, yeah, I think Emmy, if he's if he's coming, he ended up in a bit of no man's lands. I mean, I think Longley got completely beaten by his man. He was he was causing a few problems off the ball. That striker was he was just running around pulling defenders out, but didn't really get the service or anything required. I think he scored. Yeah. A, I think he scored last week. He scored a few, to be fair, but yeah, I think Longley's falling asleep and let him run across. But then if he stays on his line, Martinez has a good chance he probably gets a hand to it. Um because we know he's a good enough goalkeeper at doing so. Mm. Uh so yeah, it was a bit frustrating, but luckily we we did the job and we we pretty we were shored up at the back after that. Um Traore coming up, I'm sure we'll talk about Traore at some point, but he he come on and <clears throat> tried to cause a few problems, but obviously as we know, just doesn't have that quality that we've mm. seen all throughout his career. He gets so far and then he'll it and he'll go straight out play or whatever. But no, we to hold be fair, on. I'd, gonna... I'd actually forgotten that he even played for Fulham when he came on the pitch. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "What, Traore?" Like, yeah, he's <laughs> oh, been around. Shit. Yeah, and I felt I felt <laughs> similar to Noah. It was like the curse of the ex-villain coming back to haunt us. Like, it, you know, it's happened so many times. But Nick, um, that save that Emmy does make of uh, off Traore uh, at the end of the match is just top quality and. Um, you know, he didn't have a lot to do, Martinez, in this game. He he came for a few crosses and, you know, dominated his box well. But in that final sort of moment where he had to, you know, pull out something huge to keep the the team uh, with the win, he, he does it. And, you know, he's just so valuable for us back there. Yeah, that, that we're blessed. You know, we've got the, the world's number one keeper, um, World Cup winner. 
and it shows, doesn't it? You know, you see the great teams of the past, not not necessarily Villa, but you know, United with Schmeichel and people like that. They have player goalkeepers that win you points. And much as the goals that we win as points, without those saves, we're going away with a point or even worse. And mm. uh, yeah, you, you've got full confidence in him, haven't you? Especially those one-on-one situations, which he's known for. He'll just just completely, you know, it must be a frightening for the striker to look at that and you've got this this huge colossus, you know, quality keeper bearing down on you. You, you panic and you hit it and he, he makes a quality save once again. And as you say, he had very little to do and we might put a little bit of criticism for the goal, but you can't knock him. He's, you know, he, he's the, the pivotal point in the spine of our team, as we call it, where uh, without him, we are, we are definitely a weaker side. Absolutely. And with this high line, he gets... You know, you know, we do sort of, you know, play a risky style, Noah, and um, he's got to be like the sweeper keeper sometimes. Sometimes he, you know, he has to, you know, take the one-on-ones because, you know, the strike will be clean through. Like we saw one he uh, saved against uh, Calvert-Lewin for Everton um, a few weeks ago where it was another great save uh, one-on-one. So he, he certainly got that in his locker and he's just got the ability to look the striker in the eye and just sort of be like, no, you're not getting past me. Not today. Uh, he's got that arrogance, that you know, that shit housery side to him, where you know he's just, um, yeah, he's so confident that 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 just brings out these super saves that he does. Yeah, and as Nick said, like well and truly blessed to have a keeper like him between the sticks because we've had some shockers over recent years, especially um, in between the goals. Um, and it's not every day that you get a, a World Cup number one keeper in your net and you just back him in. I, I just feel so calm knowing that he's in, in the net, you know, like when we have Robin Olsen or someone else playing in, in cup games and stuff, you just don't quite have the confidence. Um, but I, I just look back at that save from Traore and you see him running it on goal and Emmy just makes himself so big and it's just unbelievable the way he, he's so consistent at, at doing that and you just back him in a hundred percent of the time. And, it must feel good, like, I guess, for the centre-backs and defenders to know you've got that sort of player behind you. Absolutely. And if you think about Dean Smith's signings, right, and is he the best signing that Dean Smith ever made? I mean, we got Ollie Watkins, Tyron Mings, Esri Konsa, Leon Bailey. We've got a lot of great players that Smith brought in, and maybe they we didn't see the best of them under Smith, but um, we're seeing the best of them now, and... I think maybe there's no other, no more bargain than Emmy Martinez in terms of just value for the team. And, um, you know, you got to look back and think, you know, you, you know, Dean Smith, what he did for this team and how he looked forward into some of these players, you know, being good for us in the future. Um, you know, he, he was a genius and, um, you know, we, what he's done for us is, is massive. And, um, Emmy Martinez, at what it was at 15 million, 18 million, something like that is absolute steal. Oh, absolutely. And I think before he took the the Charlotte job in America, I think came out saying that how proud he was to see so many of his signings still in the Villa squad. And, mm. and obviously we still thank Steve Bruce for signing uh, John McGinn. Yeah. Um, and obviously we'll still thank Steven Gerrard for Bubakar Kamara. It's just, it's weird how it works. And, you know, Unai Emery, although he's done amazingly well, he hasn't really bought as many players as the previous managers did, and they're all all flourishing under him. That's right. That's right. But, um, you know, uh, one player he did bring in is uh, Pal Torres, and he was, you know, so good, so important to have back. And, um, yeah, I think that he was definitely one of our top players and, um, you know, it makes a huge difference. So 
Let's look forward, Owen, to uh, Nottingham Forest next Saturday. We've got another, you know, a nice fixture on paper. They're, you know, their away form isn't too good. They're, they're sort of around the bottom sort of six. But, you know, we did lose to them earlier in the season and probably one of our worst resu- uh, results and performances of the season. How do you see that game going? And uh, what's, your, what's your prediction? Well, Forrester are a bit of a dogfight, aren't they? They've got this potential points deduction, big fine looming over them as well. So it looks like they're really scrapping for points every single week. And I haven't yeah. watched it back yet, but it seems like they got a really good positive result yesterday at home. The uh, Forest ground is quality. They always make a lot of noise. So that will help them a lot as well. But it's not something we should be concerned about, I don't think. It's a real good opportunity for us to get a, a big win at home again, get the get the home record improved as as me and dad have said on previous week we have not been very good at all um the chelsea game was horrendous the newcastle game wasn't very good at all yeah um we were getting there with united but ultimately we come away with absolutely nothing and an injured central midfielder Mm. um but no i think i think we'll be fine um i think the crowd will be up because of this week if we keep playing the way we did yesterday i'm sure we'll be completely fine and for a prediction i will go two nil two nil better what about, what about you, Nick? How do you see the uh, Forest game going? Yeah, I think I think it'll be a tough affair. Uh, Forest, you know, great result yesterday, uh, disposing of a, a very outsourced West Ham United, who are a different conversation altogether. But uh, Forest made it difficult for us last year. I don't know. We came we came away triumphed, but I think mm. they made it quite hard for us. I think that Brennan Johnson at the time was playing for them and and making it a real tough game. But I, th- I think we don't. As I said, we we got it right. Started to get it right against United. We definitely got it right yesterday and against Sheffield United. I think we'll probably just have a little bit too much for them, particularly with Torres back of the team. Watching that guy yesterday, mm. he's just Rolls Royce of a defender. You know, we're, we're getting very lucky to have have such quality in the team, and he just makes the game so easy. And as you say, I think it just brings confidence to the rest of the back line and the rest of the squad. So with Torres back in the team. Uh, Watkins far in. I can see a, a, a two nil myself here as well, if not if not three or four. Yeah, it's a good point. Before Noah gives us his prediction, it's a good point you make about Torres giving <clears throat> um, confidence to the rest of the back line because I was noticing that you know um, Emmy would get the ball and then you know he'd wait for them to close him down and then the ball would always go to Torres and that would springboard the attack, you know, where, and when we didn't have that before, it was guys like Carlos and Concer and Longley doing that similar ball. And they probably don't have the same quality and vision as, as Torres. And um, just the difference, like he was hitting Ollie Watkins, Leon Bailey, you know, John McGinn in those little pockets. And um, yeah, uh, it's huge. Noah, just to um, just in the attacking side to have someone like Torres back. Yeah, his, his distribution second to none. I mean, over recent weeks, we've had Carlos bring him out of bounds um, for throw-ins five, yeah. six times a game. So it's just a, a bit different to have someone that you just know he's gonna just going to hit the right pass. Like, mm. it's just ridiculous how pinpoint he is with his, his distribution. And yeah, absolutely just thrilled to have him back. I mean, how many games? I'm not sure actually how many games he missed. Was it like five or so maybe? Yeah, yeah, like it's quite a long time to think about it. So, yeah, just just have him in for the run in, and then obviously the conference league uh, kicks off next month as well. That's it. And what's your prediction for Forest? I I think we're going to absolutely just blitz them out the park. I was going to go four nil. I think it's going to be like a Brentford last season game where we just 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 don't miss. 
Uh, yeah, I'm going to go 4 0. Well, I'm going to say 3 1 Villa and make everyone happy that I'm predicting <laughs> a Villa win again. And, uh, <laughs> you know, um, I'm not jinxing anything. Uh, we're going to come out and we're going to win this one going 3 1, I think. And I could see an Ollie hat trick. How about that? That'd be good. Yeah, well, uh, Tommy wouldn't have uh, said a, a Watkins hat trick, that's for sure. Uh, he's been going into hiding, I think, since Watkins has found form again. Uh, yeah, he doesn't He doesn't come on when Watkins scores. But uh, <laughs> no, I think he's a believer now. I think he's a believer now. Um, look, yeah, um, and we will find out soon, um, Owen, about who we, who we get in the next round of the Europa League conference. Um uh, is there anyone you fancy? Any? Uh, will you be travelling to the away leg? If if it's easy enough to get to, there's a good yep. chance I'll go. I don't I don't fancy anyone in Norway. Um, I think that's. I <laughs> oh, think come really on, difficult to... Bodo Glimpse supposed to be yeah. lovely this time of year. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it is. No, we, I worked out the um, we've worked out allocations and stuff like that. And obviously, someone like Ajax would be would be brilliant, but mm. it's, it that makes things very difficult then. I think someone like um, like Olympiacos or Zagreb or someone a bit different, um, the, just to make, make it interesting along the way, but yep. somewhere that we can all get to and take thousands over and it'll be brilliant again because Amsterdam, for example, was was quality with thousands of people out there. Um, hopefully we can kick on though because I think there's a few nerves creeping around about how far we can go in this tournament, especially with recent results in the league. But um, no, I'm confident I'm... There's all the all the ties. I think maybe besides one or two are still very much in the balance. There was a lot of draws. There was a lot of one goal either way in the first leg this week. So yeah, I'll be interested to see who we get. I believe it's next week the draw. So yeah, it should be good. And um, and also if we're looking at a sort of a what where we're going to finish next year and um, you know the Champions League allocation. We, we want the German sides, Nick, and, and the Spanish sides to get knocked out. So we, we want the English sides to do really well. And how, hopefully then if we do finish fifth, we could get into the Champions League. Uh, and that would be quite a, an amazing season if if that would happen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was amazing last season, wasn't it? The journey we got to, to get into Europe after such a, a terrible start. And it, it I think it's going to take something catastrophic for us to fall out of the... Uh, the race for the European spots. You know, we've got a pretty good cushion and, and who knows how the results will go today. And, and people, you know, sure Tottenham, you say, losing. And so I, I think, you know, if we can get into that top five, I think there's a really good chance. You know, I think we just need to look at that mini league now between ourselves, Tottenham, Man United probably coming into that as well. Yeah. Uh, and that's the battle really. And let's, let's let, let the rest take care of themselves. But to get into the Champions League, wow, that would be amazing. I'd love it for 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 Owen and the lads as well, just to be able to take on some of those uh, new adventures and those massive clubs in Europe. Absolutely, yeah, um, yeah, and um, let's look forward to hopefully you know winning some silverware this year, um, Noah, because the you know the Europa League conference is a com- competition we can win. We've got the team to do it, and um, hopefully we get a few more bodies back and we get a a reasonable draw and we can. Um, you know, because um, winning that will mean that we will, will qualify for the Europa League, no matter what happens in the league. But you know, um, and if we did finish in the Europa League next season, that's not that's not terrible. I wouldn't, you know, it's it's certainly um, an improvement on last year, and we just keep going and we keep going. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's still progression. Um, yep. Obviously, we did so so well to get Europa Conference League last year, and I guess everyone sees where we are currently and and where we were. And if we were to drop out, people might see it's a bit of a, a not so good end to the season. But I mean, as long as we we get Europe again and we keep improving and 
we get bodies back and yeah, that's, that's all you can ask for. It's just, just gradual progression to be honest under Unai Emery. That's it. And yeah, I mean, if you look at Newcastle this year, they made the champions league, but you know, they got dumped out and now they're sort of struggling a bit to find that same form they got into last year. So I think, yeah, the consistency is the big thing and just to you know take this season add one or two players and kind of keep progressing like you said and um and being consistent and in that top six conversation every year and i think that's as villa fans most of us would take that because we've had plenty of years you know in the other end of the league and in in the championship as well so um just to see us even in this conversation is fantastic and um, yeah, that's a good good enough place as any to wrap up. But Nick, Owen, thanks for coming on again. You guys are awesome. I'm glad you had such a great time at Cravey Cottage yesterday. The scenes and um, make sure you go and check Max's Villa on Tour video um, because, yeah, the scenes looked amazing there. And um, the Villa fans, the away fans are always top notch. And I think it's helping the players right now and it helped them yesterday. So well done to all you guys and you guys are welcome back anytime. Um, so yeah, uh, up until the, the next game forest at home, uh, I will say up the villa and we'll see you next week. Woo. All right. See you later. Thanks everyone. Later. See ya.